0: Where is it that we look for leadership today? Maybe in the Houses of Parliament or in the Union buildings. Maybe we look in the corporate boardroom or in offices of NGOs. Maybe we even look for it in places like our Chancery or offices in the Vatican. We look for leadership in these places and many more. We want good leadership But if we can't have good leadership, we will settle for bad. Today is the final Sunday of the church year. This day has another name, Christ the King. Today, before the church year ends, we recognize the kingship of Jesus. We look not only to Christ, who reigns forever in heaven, we also look to Christ the King at Calvary. And Christ crucified In Christ our King, we find a model for the very best kind of leadership. In Luke's version of the Passion story, Jesus speaks three times from the cross. First, he speaks to his Father about the people who put him there. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Secondly, he promises paradise to the thief who acknowledges him as King Then with his last breath, he places himself into his father's hands. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. We look to the cross for leadership, and there we are not disappointed. These three brief sentences from Jesus constitute a course in leadership of a kind that is all too rare. They constitute an example worthy of the king. And yet an example that any one of us can follow. And so let's take a walk through those three sentences. Let's see what Jesus and his cross can teach us about true leadership. We come to the story understanding and knowing that justice has been miscarried. Jesus is beaten and condemned, taken to a place of execution, and his hands and feet are nailed to the wood. The cross is raised, and he is left to die a death of shame before all the world, a death that is slow, excruciating torture. Under similar circumstances, some people lash out in defiance, others are paralyzed by pain, broken by their torture. Jesus chooses a different alternative, a regal one, that shows his cross is not a trap, but a throne. He forgives those who are mocking him, shaming him, killing him. They condemn him by word and action, but he prays for them. Father, forgive them, they don't know what they are doing. He excuses their ignorance, their hardness of heart, their thirst for blood, the moral blindness which allows them to put to death the author of life. Why does he do this? Because he sees them for who they truly are. Not powerful people, but people who are weak Ignorant, blind, and fearful. In the midst of his execution, he recognizes how miserable their circumstances are. At the same time, he declares them redeemable. God can forgive them. God can open their eyes. God can start them on a different journey. There is leadership in this. Because leadership means, even in the darkest moment, seeing past how things appear to be and recognizing how they can be. The cross of Jesus stands between the crosses of two criminals. One criminal rails against Jesus, demanding that he save the three of them. The other criminal rebukes the first recognizing that Jesus is innocent. This criminal, and tradition calls him Dismas, even sees his crucified neighbor as the king. Near to death, he makes a bold request. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And to this, Jesus responds, today you'll be with me in paradise. Jesus is a leader, But he's not a bureaucrat. He sets no obstacles in the way of someone who has so little time. What he does is seize an opportunity. Other opportunities may require different strategies. But the vultures are circling Calvary. And soon both Dismas and Jesus will be dead men. What what motivates Dismas? Well, we don't know. And Jesus does not ask. He's willing to take the criminal at his word and meet him again on the other side in paradise. There is leadership in this because leadership means a willingness to risk, to seize an opportunity when the time is right, to believe that people are better than their failures. Jesus gets out only one more sentence before he dies on the cross and ends up as dead as anybody else. He dies having just uttered a prayer, a prayer that sums up his life and begins to make sense of his death. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Here Jesus is quoting a verse from Psalm 31 that goes on to say, For you have redeemed me, O Lord, O God of truth. And so his prayer is not a prayer of desperation. It's not a clinging to God just in case God exists. This prayer is a declaration of faith, maybe even a shout of triumph. Jesus has done what he came to do, and now it's time for him to go home. The world of the passion story is a world of cruelty and chaos. Dignity and life are priced very cheap. There is no true justice to be had from human courts or authority. But in this chaotic, cruel world, Jesus remains steady. He walks the course that is his, from the crowd's adulation on Palm Sunday to the scorn he encounters on Calvary. Jesus remains steady, a true king, Because he knows his own center, the Father who dwells in majesty. Jesus knows that not only he, but the whole world is somehow in the Father's hands. There is leadership in this, because leadership means commitment to something greater than yourself. Something which is not only your center, but the center of every person and every place the one that Jesus prays to as Father. There is lots of leadership in the world, some of it toxic, some of it maintains things much as they are, but some of it changes this world for the better. What we learn from the cross is simple, always challenging, and of immense importance. Leadership means, even in our darkest moment, seeing past how things appear and recognizing how they can be. Leadership means a willingness to risk, to seize an opportunity when the time is right and to believe that people are better than their failures Leadership means commitment to the center which is not only yours, but the center of every person and place. A commitment to the one that Jesus calls Father.